Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Corman, Ed Carson with the breakdown of the action in today's session, Friday, November 3rd, and a recap of the week, which was a huge one for the stock market, a big week of gains and the best week for the market, I think, this year, Ed. I think so. It was a really impressive week. And yeah, you wouldn't have thought so when we ended last week, we were going to have this week, but there we are. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks, DraftKings, Zscaler, and NVIDIA. Okay, we'll take a look at those three stocks, but first let's take a look at the major indexes. So the NASDAQ today up 1.4% by the end of the day. The S&P 500 up almost 1%. The Dow with a gain of nearly 7 tenths of a percent and small caps roaring back this week today with a gain of 2.8%. So a huge week for the market, but will it last? That's that's going to be the question. And I think we saw the follow through day on Wednesday, Ed, and we've continued to see a confirmation of that strength so far. Yeah, it's been really amazing to see that. Uh, yeah, when we ended like some, we, we had a follow through day on Wednesday and somebody, somebody asked me online, what do you mean we had a Friday wasn't a rally day? It's like, well, yes, it was. It was barely a, a fall rally day and it was up. It wasn't really that impressive. But sometimes big journeys start with a very small step. Uh, that was nice to see on Wednesday. Okay, and Wednesday was sort of not only was just the Nasdaq, but it was also it seemed to be concentrated on some of the mega caps. So the breadth wasn't that great. And so one of the nice things about Thursday and Friday is that the breadth improved and uh, quite a bit. So we had a follow through day on the S and P and the Dow, and then today uh, above the 50-day line. So got a bunch a bunch of hurdles. Uh, we still have. Uh, a trend line that we could probably draw, sort of a rough one to break the downtrend, getting above the October highs, finally setting a higher high would be nice because we've had a series of lower lows and lower highs. So that would be important for all the major indexes. Uh, so it wouldn't be a shock to see us pause here or pull back mm -hmm. temporarily or, or hit more resistance, but uh, it, it was really a great week. Yeah, and it does feel a little bit different than the two other follow through days that we got that helped develop these three waves down. But again, we could we could bump our heads here and turn tail. But I think one thing that was a big catalyst, I know we have other a lot of other charts to look at like we do on Fridays, but it's kind of hard to continue with our analysis without <laughs> looking at the 10 year because this is a pretty big factor, at least in the latter part of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, this look, I mean, the Treasury yield has been such a headwind for the market. And it's a big reason why we've had these ways down. Uh, today, the 10-year Treasury yield got all the way down to the 50-day line, actually undercut it for the first time since May. Uh, basically, it's at the lowest levels. Uh, it actually undercut the lowest levels since October 12th. And that was notable because that was like the prior high for the indexes right around that day. So it's very much in line there. There was weaker economic data. The Fed sort of made stronger signals that they weren't going to raise rates. So, you know, that, I mean, if this continues to come down or if it even it just levels off, that would be really encouraging for the market rally. But if we rebound, yeah, and that would be the reason why you might think that that would be the reason why the rally might run mm -hmm. into trouble. And just before we move on uh, from the NASDAQ here, which got above the 50-day line, that's great to see. And with the strong gains over the last couple of days, with how far we've come up, like you said, we could see some sort of pause here. But in terms of how investors should have been handling Wednesday, Thursday, and even today, it seems like it was a good time to be 
adding back exposure. One of the things that we like looking at in addition to the index level action is what are we seeing underneath the surface? And I know myself personally, I did see a number of actionable opportunities on Wednesday from RS line blue dot stocks that I was starting to dip my toes back into on those kinds of names. So it does seem like there was merchandise. And as you were saying, Ed, then Thursday, Friday, a lot more stocks started joining the party. Yeah. And it really was like that. So there was opportunities every day, which is really nice because it's sort of like getting uh, you know, a market rally should be like a, a restaurant where you have a lot of different courses. You know, you don't have to, you don't want to get full necessarily on that first course, but you want to start, you know, you know, you know enjoy the meal and keep on adding to it. Uh, as if the market continues to act well, if your holdings continue to act well, that's a signal that you can keep on adding exposure. So, you know, if you do it incrementally, again, if this rally lasts for several months, you know, getting in over, you know, becoming fully invested over a few weeks you know, it doesn't, it won't take that much time and you'll get a lot of opportunities there. So that's probably the way to go with it. There are opportunities. The, the market is acting well. It, it does feel a lot different than we've had in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And how the market digests from here will definitely be key. Okay, let's take a look at the S&P 500. A strong week here as well for the S&P getting back above its own 50-day line by week's end, Ed. Yeah, I mean, look, on Wednesday, it wasn't even above the 200-day line. So it's like we have a follow-through day, but it's like no other index was above the 200-day line. So it felt like, so that was a reason to, yeah, I'm not sure. But boy, powered higher on Thursday, another strong gain today. That was really impressive as well. And you can see how just in the last week, you know, during the week, so it was looking so weak. Uh, so really nice turnaround here. Okay. And let's take a look at zero DJIA. Blue chips also making a comeback. The Dow getting back above 34,000 and the 50 day line this week. And arguably, you know, on, maybe on the verge here of a trend line, depending on if you connect it to a close or a, a high, uh, there's a little bit of an art to that, but right on the verge, as are so many of the indexes now. Yeah, an intraday, I got above the October highs. So again, showing the improving breadth because it was, you know, while the NASDAQ led the way, it was by no means the only the only thing moving this week. Yeah, and speaking of breadth, let's look at the Russell because small caps roaring back this week. Let's take a look at the, the weekly gain. 7.6% uh, <laughs> gain for the week and looking like it's uh, you know breaking a downtrend here. Breaking a downtrend just last week, we're at a, basically a three-year low. So uh, really uh, an impressive rally, long way to go. But yes, finally seeing small caps get a bounce. You know, you can see that that's clearly the biggest bounce in a long time here. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a look at some of our other breadth signals. We can compare QQQ with QQEW. So QQQ today get, getting back above the 50-day line. Let's see if this has a clearer trend line break. It too, right on the verge. So a little <laughs> bit more power or uh, or this would be a natural place for it to pause. But up 1.2% uh, on Friday, QQEW, so the equal weight. So taking out uh, the heavy weightings in the magnificent seven stocks and those uh, mega cap techs, up 1.7% on Friday. So another signal of improving participation there. We can also take a look at 
RSP outpacing SPY by quite a bit on Friday and really for the week as well, both of these um, with those big gains towards the end of the week for both RSP and QQEW Ed. Yeah, and RSP looks a lot like the Russell, you know, and uh, coming back up uh, has a lot to go, but boy, there was breadth that was really decisive winners versus losers. I think today uh, we finally saw new highs outpace new lows, uh, not on the NASDAQ, but overall. <laughs> and uh, But it was like the first time, I think, in 38 days, 39 wow. days. I mean, just a huge stretch where you just couldn't even have one day. So, yeah, so definitely some improvement there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already looked at your TNX, but let's look at the dollar as well, because those tend to move together coming off Thursday and Friday. So the first touch of the 50-day line here for UUP in a number of months as well, Ed. Yeah. And so, again, with the jobs report, which was softer than expected and economic data weaker this week coming down, and that takes pressure off a lot of these international companies with big international exposure. No doubt. Okay, let's take a look at some of the sector action this week. Here's a look at SMH, the chips getting back above the 50-day line up 2.3% on Friday for the week, an 8% gain. So that's definitely nice to see. IGV tracking the software sector up 6.2% for the week, looking at the daily chart, also getting back above the 50-day line on Friday. Kind of a theme here. Let's yeah. take a look at ARKK which has been pretty damaged in this uh, downdraft here in the market, a 34% decline uh, since July and uh, trying to make a comeback this week, a gain of almost 19%. So what is this signal to you, Ed, in terms of the risk appetite out there? Yeah, there's definitely, especially the last couple of days, really big gains in speculative growth. I mean, just look at the small gains Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then boom, boom. It also helps that Shopify, DraftKings, Palantir are pretty big holdings, and a lot of other stocks are doing fine in there too. But there were some huge gains individually. But it definitely felt that there was sort of that speculative, hey, you know, it's not just the Microsofts, it's not just these, you know, like these, you know, tamer ones, uh, big, big gains here. So nice to see for the animal spirits. Yeah. XHB also with a notable move this week up 2.7% on Friday for the week up 11%, a big comeback here after a pretty strong decline in tandem with rising rates. So seeing a bit of relief there, definitely benefiting the home builders Ed. Yeah. And so we're going to get a few out there. Can it hold now? Again, <laughs> this is definitely a group that if yields pick back up, uh, this is going to struggle. But uh, you know, they, it'll be interesting to see as what the orders are as some of these come in. You know, it, did the mortgage rates really start to affect their business in the last few months? Mm -hmm. And the last one for now, let's take a look at XLI up eight tenths of a percent on Friday, up 5.3% for the week, getting right up to that 10 week and 40 week, which have converged. So, Seeing broadening participation once again, as we've mentioned, but industrial stocks, it seems like uh, still have something to prove here, Ed, to yeah, really not, yeah. be on the top of the list here for us. Yeah, a few names are out there, but definitely, you know, you're seeing some other sectors are, are leading right now for sure.
Okay. And Ed, you mentioned DraftKings. So let's go over there. A powerful reaction to the earnings report this week, up 16.5% on Friday, volume coming into this stock on Friday and Thursday as well. So breaking a downtrend, also clearing the high from mid-September, which there was a little bit of resistance around that 32 level before that as well. So it seems like traders who were Quick on the trigger this morning, uh, you know, if not buying in the early minutes, maybe they waited to see how that first, uh, those first couple of hours digested before taking an opportunity there. And I know uh, Leaderboard was taking action on this stock and it just continued to climb throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, so there's definitely some opportunities. Uh, you know, I think that when it lulled, it was pausing around that 31 level. It got above that. And so that was nice. Uh, at this point, it feels sort of extended. It feels like you had an opportunity. This is also one reason to be paying attention. Have your watch list ready as opposed to, hey, it's noon. What's going on? What's moving? It's like right. uh, a little bit of time. So, you know, this could form a handle. You know, it could pause. But it just feels like, uh, and not to say that it can't keep going up, but it just feels like there's just a, a higher risk at this point of, maybe just take a break because this is, I think, well over, I mean, you know, well over 10%, maybe even over 15% above the 50-day line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, just something to consider there. But wow, really strong performance today, really strong earnings and guidance. Right. And this was our stock of the day today. So you can check out that article. And something that we were talking about on IBD Live is where stocks undercut their lows and didn't. So sometimes we do like that shakeout. So this one kind of had both. It uh, it had a little bit of a shakeout, but it also uh, held above its low in the base. So some, uh, I don't know, subtle relative strength from that perspective, Ed, uh, but a strong move today, no doubt here for DraftKings. And let's now take a look at Zscaler. We've been looking at a number of security software stocks. So this one definitely in the mix of those looking interesting and outside day upside reversal right at converged moving averages, a pickup in volume. So a compelling move to end the week here for Zscaler. Yeah, I mean, this one has been sort of trading in the sort of messy up and not a huge range, but trading in a range for several months. It hasn't really formed a base that, you, you know, but so I think this is probably the best opportunity to get into it because, you, you know, unless you wanted to wait several weeks for a base sort of bounced up in volume from the 50 day line, uh, you know, sort of I guess sort of breaking a trend line that I had already sort of done. So I think this was an opportunity to like it was bouncing off the 50 day line way to get way to enter this name. Uh, this was added to swing trader. You can see strong volume. There's been some few more blue spikes than 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 pink spikes. You know, the AD ratings of B minus, mm -hmm. but that might be improving pretty strong fundamentals. Uh, there's definitely winners and losers in the cybersecurity yeah. space. We saw that with like, I mean, it's uh, Fortinet had another big sell-off today after selling off after the prior quarter. Uh, so you need to know know your space. But Zscaler is in a different area of the cybersecurity market and looking a lot better. Uh, and it's I think uh, for Zscaler, I think is a few weeks before they have earnings. So mm -hmm. uh, there's an opportunity for yeah to make some gains before then. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at NVIDIA, a notable week for this stock, Ed. A lot of eyes have, have been on NVIDIA, and one level that bullish traders have been keeping tabs on is 400. And 
if you want to talk about a true market leader, it does seem like as of now, things can always change. But as of now, NVIDIA is flexing that I am a true leader muscle because we had that dip below 400, but traders came in to support the stock, didn't let it close below that level in a meaningful way, and it uh, reversed higher to cap off the week on a high note, up 11% on the week. Yeah, really big gain weekly on the price. Uh, I'll get to on the downside of that is that there's probably a double, I see it as a double bottom base. I mean, this mm -hmm. is, uh, so either way you could use that as a buy point or use a trend line. That would be just a little bit higher from the 502 spot. It would probably be, I don't know, something like, yeah, you get it right there or not as tight and you'd probably get it to around 460. So somewhere in there, there's maybe a buy point. The relative strength line has held up reasonably well throughout this. It isn't at a new high, but throughout this whole period of it sort of moving sideways, uh, that's mostly when the market was going down, ultimately. The the downside is that the volume has not been there. It has been a long time since there's been an up day on volume. There have been some spikes that are more on the red side. Now, there was the one a few days ago that was sort of a positive. I guess that was probably the best volume day <laughs> is actually the one that was down because we had support. But generally, there's a reason. Look, the AD rating is an E. So the question is, are institutions coming in and supporting this right now? Or is it folks like you and me saying, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to support it and not, you know, uh, and so well, that's the one caveat. I really would like to see some volume if it takes off. You can't see it on a weekly either. Where's the upside volume? It's been a while. Uh, so just to keep that in mind. But if nothing else, you really, if you want to see this one doing reasonable, it doesn't have to be the stock, but you'd want it to be a decent stock, given that this is sort of the stock of the year, the AI revolution and all that. If this one can't go, it raise some doubts about a lot of stocks uh, in the market. Mm -hmm. So uh, perhaps some traders trying to take advantage of this uh, reversal or even when it got back above the 50-day line today. From here, we'll have to see, can it clear the trend line? get above that mid-October high. That's another level to watch. And we have earnings coming up in a little over two weeks here. Mm -hmm. So that'll be another test for the stock. Yeah, so definitely, definitely one to watch as uh, see if this market rally can, can gain momentum from here. Okay, well, that's a good segue. How do we plan for the week ahead, Ed? Hopefully traders this week were taking advantage of potential buying opportunities because uh, things do change quickly. We know that. Uh, and so having the list prepared, as you always like to remind us, that hopefully was helpful for traders this week. I guess my one concern is, is it too obvious? Are the three waves down perfectly spaced and the fourth day follow through day? You know, are things just a little too obvious here? The break of the trend line, or is this truly the beginning of something that can turn into more? I think uh, we have to be open minded to that. Uh, you know, there's always that contrarian in us of, of making sure we're uh, not getting caught in something that is too obvious. But I think, all things considered, there are still a lot of. Uh, you know, bears out there who who think that we've seen the highs for the year. So who knows? We'll ha we'll just take things day by day, right, Ed? Yeah, and you're right. I mean, it's like there's a lot of reasons to be positive this week. A 
would have had a different feeling a week ago. I mean, let's, there was a very different feeling. Uh, so it could change right around again. So just keep in mind, as long as the market is doing this, uh, investors should be trying to be looking to add exposure. So get those watches ready. But you're right. If the market pauses, you may just want to hold to say, like, well, I'm not going to add more right now. And if the market starts selling off, you want to may scale back. And that's if you're doing it step by step and not racing from zero to 60, it's right. you're less likely to get get burned by a sudden down swoop. Uh, and, you know, and so it's just getting being prepared this weekend, uh, be ready to act and be flexible. Uh, those are always good signs. But this is this is the time when it's, it's supposed to be fun. Hopefully we're hoping that'll be fun continuing. Yeah. But it's definitely time to be really paying attention and maybe and, and, and maybe continuing to act in the days ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the days and the weeks ahead. We know uh, history uh, doesn't exactly repeat, but it does rhyme. And so I think looking at past follow through days that have worked in the early stages of markets, whether you have uh, 2003, 2009, or even 2020, very different markets, but uh, maybe look and see what were the leaders in those markets what did the buy points look like? What did they look like when they formed new bases along their runs? I don't know. That's something that's been helpful for me, a good reminder that, yeah, we don't have to already on day three of this <laughs> new uptrend have 100% exposure. It's better to uh, you know buy at proper entries than to chase because we do know that there will be some sort of digestion. I'm not saying traders couldn't hit it hard the last couple of days there there's that uh potential too as long as you're managing risk so just i think know thyself know your risk appetite and we'll see what happens from here um and see if those true leaders can present opportunities to add even more exposure as this hopefully develops into something more all right those are wise words to end i think all right well you know it's it's on behalf of the IBD team, you know, <laughs> I am uh, I'm speaking here. But uh, anyway, that is it for this week, everyone. And we hope you have a great weekend. We, of course, will be back next week, starting with IBD Live on Monday morning. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. I'm going to be out of pocket a little bit next week, Monday to Wednesday. I'm going to be headed to New York, uh, our New York offices for some fun events. I have a Women in Tech conference that's internal uh, that I'm going to be moderating a panel. So I am excited for that. But that means I will be missing my IBD family here and there on IBD Live and Stock Market Today. But I know that I won't be too missed because there's a, a lot of great insights from others. So there won't be any, any missing of me. And I'm totally okay with that. But I'll see everyone later on in the week. Thanks for joining me, Ed, and thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.